Man, Jesse just wanted to say thank you to start out. You know, I'm not the best at taking compliments or taking anyone bragging about me, but you have taught me that. So I'm just going to say thank you for the opportunity to do this. Thank you to people here listening. I, I think from the majority of people that probably watch the live stream are going to be catching this on YouTube later. You see that the people in this lineup really care about people. And at the heart of Jesse Hernandez is someone that really just cares about people. So again, just thank you for the opportunity. Still trying to figure out how you got 12 of the best in the industry on, but maybe I'll learn that from you. So just really to get started, as you see, how to lead at an early age in construction. This certainly applies for people early on in their career in construction, but man, I think you can contrive to use this at any point in your career. Um, leadership, like I said earlier, is one of the things that I just love to study, love to, to try to implement on the job site. One of the things that I'm extremely passionate about. So I'll probably say leadership and lead a thousand times. Um, and if I do, if I bore you with that, please just tell me to shut up about, about the word lead because I'll continue to say it. But um, I just love what it means to figure something, another person out, and how can I help them, motivate them, drive them? How can I help them get to where they want to be in life? And so I think there's a stereotypical picture of what it what it looks like to lead a construction, right? When you think of leading, it doesn't just have to be a male or female or the, or the title. It could be an estimator, project manager, superintendent, all of the plethora of roles that are in the construction industry. But when you think of a leader, majority of people probably think of that type A personality who's out in front, who's demanding, who's who's rallying the troops, right? And there's certainly, you can be someone that's out in front and rallying the troops, but there's this shift for what really, what, what leading looks like, right? Especially in this industry. And I think that as we continue to grow and evolve, um, there's going to be a, a lot of opportunities for people, especially um, if you're prepared to step into some of these leadership roles. And so this morning I was, it was very strategic, but I put out this exact message. It's just three points about how to lead at an early age of construction. I just wanted to start out, you know, one of the people that I, I just study, his name is John Maxwell. He says, the first person you lead is yourself. So point one, lead yourself. Walker Lott, he's my friend, one of my best friends. He and I do the podcast, the Laying Foundations podcast together each week. And we wholeheartedly believe in this model. If we can't first lead the person standing in the mirror, how am I expected to lead the other person, right? I can't ask someone else to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And I'm the person that I have complete control over my own life. If I can't lead myself, I'm not going to be able to lead others. A few more things just really before we continue to get into this topic is let's talk about, you know, what leadership is not. You know, some of the things that I found just from from data and studying what leadership is, you know, leadership is not arrogant. It's not rude. It's not boastful. It's not self-seeking. It's not proud. It's not demanding its own way. And it doesn't delight in others' downfall. When you really think about that, think about that. When I talked earlier about what the stereotypical model looks like, that's probably what you think a real leader is. At least from what I've seen in construction, the people that are out front, that's the, the leader of the job. Man, they are arrogant. They are rude. They are boastful. They are self-seeking, right? And how do we change and shift their mindset? Kind of what uh, Miss Heather was talking about when she became an active listener. That last question we, we asked her was, you're going to change from what you think leadership is, and we're going to step into this new light of how you think or how I believe you should lead. And to me, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. To me, leading other people is serving them. 
Jesse Hernandez is, is a great person that just loves to serve other people. He has a heart for people and, and wants them, wants to learn how to serve them the best way. And I believe if you learn how to lead other people, you're really going to learn how to serve them. And so continuing down this line of leading yourself, we talked about it. You got to lead yourself first. Some of the things that isn't, you, you can't be arrogant, can't be rude. Now getting into kind of the meat of this part, you know, what are, what are some of the ways we can begin to lead ourselves? And I just have four points and then I'll have an analogy for us at the end of it. But just four things I thought of, man, instead of being all knowing, be always learning, choose to be a sponge and continue to learn from every person you come in, into contact with. I firmly believe if you're out on the job site today, you can learn how to do something and how not to do something every single day. But you have to be willing to be the sponge and take that information in and learn from other people. You have to be humble enough to say, I don't know. I need other people to invest in me and show me the way. I need to learn from every single person I come into contact on the job site. Another thing I think about what leaders do, man, great leaders seek counsel. It could be that it could be counsel that is, hey, I need mental health, right? Uh, we all know the construction industry is just the worst industry when it talks about mental health. We have the the top industry that 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 lacks that really have the highest rate of suicide, right? And so, man, maybe it's I need to go seek professional counsel. Maybe I need to go have someone help me just decrease the load, the anxiety, the stress that stress that's going on in my life. And to me, it's more than okay to go seek counsel. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed." And so I'm the, I'm the person that if I don't understand, I'm going to go seek counsel. Jesse's one of those people in my life that I go seek counsel from. Walker Lott's one of those people. My aunt, my aunt Melissa Jackson that runs the leadership company is one of those people I seek counsel for. And man, I just firmly believe that if you don't have advisors in your life, if you don't have people speaking into you, how can, again, how can you expect to lead yourself? You need people to help invest in you. Another thing is just, I've seen some data from, I think his name was Mr. Nahar Trivedi. We had him on the podcast and he just did an excellent paper on talking about how well we keep our, how well we maintain our bodies in the construction industry. And so if you think about it, the majority of tradesmen and women and really just construction management folks, we don't, we don't have daily exercise and it's not a priority in our life. Like if you think of the cyclical cycle because there's going to be stress in construction. What's the first thing goes? Exercise, right? I'm stressed out. I don't have time to go exercise. And sometimes it's, you know, I don't have time to go eat. I don't have time to have my morning routine, right? And then it just, we just let the stress of work just come after us. But if we stick to my last point of a morning routine, but if we stick to working out, keeping our body in shape, I mean, it's one of those things that can really help you helping teach you how to endure hard things it teaches you it naturally decreases stress right it's some of those things that hey we just get to look better we get to look like mr jesse hernandez just a, a stud of a man that the, the marathon runner daily exercise has proven that to help in all types of uh, aspects in our life and it's one of the things that we often neglect another thing of how we lead ourselves this is actually one of the things i learned from mr jason schroeder the, the man that's coming on next in his book, Elevating Construction Superintendents, he talked about it, his morning yeah, morning routine, right? And for some people, it may be one thing and for others, it may be different, but some things it could just be, I'm waking up early, I'm spending time in the word. Some people might be praying, some people might be meditating, might be reading, might be working out, might be reflecting, might be journaling. It could be, it's a mix of all those things on different days, right? But you have to establish a morning routine. And the reason I'm kind of talking about these four points is because someone told me the analogy of 
think of a cup, right? If you think of a cup, you have the opportunity to, to fill it or have it empty. For me right now, it's about half empty because I've been drinking so much water. But if you think of your cup every single day, when I go out to that job site every day, I'm going to be stepping into a place where people are taking. And it's not taking in a bad way. It's not taking like a thief. It's taking because you're the leader on the job site and people need help. It's up to you to help guide and counsel other people. And so they're going to naturally be taking from you. And so if you never choose to invest in yourself, if you never choose to fill this cup up, every single day you go, go back to work, you're not going to be able to give that what you needed or what you're capable of. But if you pour into yourself, the four things that I've talked about, if you are trying to learn, if you're trying to get better at something, if you seek counsel from others, if you have daily exercise, if you have a morning routine, then that cup is overflowing. So every day when you go back to work, that cup's overflowing. I'm able to give more. I'm able to give more. And we're going to talk about the, the next step. But you have to learn how to just have a cup that's overflowing to help other people. Because if you don't, again, you're not going to be able to get to the next step. The next step really is just leading other people, right? So we first learn how to lead ourselves. And the second thing is we learn how to lead others. The true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. That's another quote from John Maxwell. If you don't know who he is, I would just encourage anybody in the construction industry to, if you're trying to learn how to lead, go find him. He has just a plethora of books that you can learn from. But, you know, he says that if, if leadership is influence, then what does influence really mean? How do you lead others and influence other people? You have great relationships, right? You have great relationships in all walks of life. And once you've learned that, once you realize that, you know, my success can be determined about the amount of relationships and how deep those relationships are, you're really going to get to that next point, that third point we're going to be talking about. But one of the things I think about, John Wooden said, if you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. And I think about that in my own life. You know, I learned very quickly coming out of college from the Auburn Building Science Program that if I wasn't prepared to answer tradesmen's questions, there, I'm going to get left in the dust. Like people are just going to be willing to, to leave me back there. And not in a bad way. It's just if I'm the person that someone comes and asks me a question and all I say is, I don't know. Well, they're just going to run by me and go try to find out, find out the answer because we have people in the industry that are producing at high volumes that are, that love what they do, that, that love to get after it. Right. It's one of the things that just draws us to construction to see the people that choose to work so hard with their hands. And the reason why, you know, I'm able to have a job every single day is because there's tradesmen and women, but man, if, if you don't learn how to prepare before you go out to the job every single day, you're never going to have the opportunity to speak into someone's life. And I'll get into that later about how do you lead others. But, a few things that I learned, a few tips for our audience and the young, younger generation is, man, get to work early and just pick apart the drawings and the specs and the submittals and just pick them apart. Just get, spend time. If it's in Procore, if it's in Playing Gear, whatever software you use to, to, to go over the plans, pick them apart. Uh, try to understand them the, the best way you can. Get there super early because... Man, if you get that if you get that opportunity to get there early and spend time with your superintendent, that's going to be one of the rare times that that superintendent isn't preoccupied. You can go ask him questions and really learn, you know, how how you should be looking through drawings. What are some of the things that you do when you step into a new job? Another thing is take notes religiously, right? Like my brain capacity is very very thin because of all the stuff that I take in on a, on a given day. And I promise you, if I don't ever take take notes, I'm not going to remember what happened? I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning because I didn't write it down, right? But if I take notes, 
I can go back and refer to it and go, this is what we talked about yesterday in the foreman's meeting. And don't just take notes, have a way to organize them. I organ organize my notes by, you know, category of meeting, you know, I have a, a folder for a schedule meetings, a folder for daily foreman's meetings. I have a folder by trade. I might have a folder by the different zones I'm supposed to be working in throughout the day. But we have to be learning how to take notes and be able to come back and refer to them. And if we can't refer back to our notes and understand what's going on from the day to day, again, we're not we're not going to be, be able to prepare. I kind of talked about this kind of reiterating, just staying up to date on the latest shop drawings and the stuff that's going on. This is all technical stuff, right? But the, the fourth thing, if you don't know the answer, be honest and tell that person you don't know the answer. But don't be the person that just says, I don't know. Be the person that says, go take it a step further and say, if I don't know the answer, I will find the person that can get you the answer and be that person. Strive to be a problem solver and a people connector. And I say all these things. The first three was technical. The last one was just really advice because as a leader, you have to understand that as a new person in the construction industry, you have to earn the right to speak into people's lives. I have to earn the right every single day to go talk to a tradesman and woman. And if I don't earn that right, they're never going to let me talk to them and actually going back to miss miss heather's comment was the act of listening and understanding and letting people know that they've actually heard you if you've never spent the time to be good at your craft technically they you can't lead someone else and so i would just challenge my younger generation as much as we need to understand the people in the soft skills we do have to learn the technical skills as well we have to be willing to understand how to build things and it's going to take you know a long time but just continue to grow in that area those are some of the tips i have for that but after you get past that point man i would challenge each person to understand go do a personality assessment there, there's thousands of them out there of them out there but go learn what your personality is you know how you communicate go figure out who that person is across from you that you have an interaction with every day, those foremen, go figure out how you're supposed to lead them. What is their personality? How do, how do they best take on or understand a message? And so, man, you have to figure out these people. And it's one of the funnest things. It's one of the, like my favorite things to do in the construction industry or in my job today is I get to go figure out what drives that foreman, right? I get to go figure out what he's good at, what he's not, and how I can help him and how I can counsel him. And maybe in that process, he's then willing to let me counsel him and coach him up and, and continue to get better. And it's just one of the most fun things I get to do on a daily basis. And so kind of the last point, I'm getting into my, my third point. Really, it's just learn how to serve others. Jeff McManus said this. He wrote a great book. I think it was called Growing Weeders to Leaders. His quote was, great leaders find ways to connect with the people, respect them, serve them, and make them successful. And I just think that so much of the leaders in my own life that have learned how to serve me. And if you think about this, this, this is kind of the whole point I've been working towards. Real leaders serve other people. Real leaders serve other people. There's not a lot of people who do that in our industry. If you learn how to take people, how to take care of people in that way, in my wholehearted opinion, I believe that you're going to work yourself out of a job. If you're willing to serve the person below you and help them get to the point where they want to go, which is probably your seat, you get the opportunity to go to the next level. And people don't think of it that way. That's the model I was taught. If I can serve the person that's beneath me and help them get to where I'm at, I'm going to have the ability to go to the next spot, right? And it's just the, the model I've learned. But we don't think about that in the construction industry. We're going back to the beginning, the stereotypical model, what leadership is. 
a lot of the people are arrogant, we're rude, we're not, we're self-seeking, and we don't think about the other person beside us. We just got to think about, man, we got to get this done by this scheduled date. If we don't hit it, you know, something uh, absolutely terrible is going to happen. But the secret to construction, how you lead, is serving other people. And one of my, one of the things I'll, I'll end on, one of the favorite things my Brasfield and Gory does, man, we have a scheduled lunch every week and then a scheduled dinner at least once a month. And I learn more about the people on my job site in those scheduled lunches and dinners than I will ever on a job site from a day-to-day operation standpoint, because those people have, have so much distractions going on. I have so much distractions on a given, given basis, right? I get so many phone calls. I get emails. We're going trying to help a trade partner in a certain area of the building, right? There's so much going on in a given day. When we have those lunches and those dinners, you would be amazed at how awesome it is to just be with people and the power of breaking bread and having a meal with someone. It, it just it sets everything else in place and you get to have just vulnerable conversations. And every time that we've done that, we've continued to grow and get better. And in those lunches and dinners, man, I've learned how to connect to my team. I've learned how to respect them. I've learned how to serve them. And I've learned how to make them successful because we get to that point, right? We're, we've established a relationship. We trust each other. Going back to what Miss Heather said, talking about Adam Hoots and the circle of trust. When we get to a point on the job site where We've served other people and they now trust us. They now respect us. You have a job site that's really working together all in one spot. And the person coming up next is going to be the king at helping people understand that Mr. Schroeder learned a lot from him and what he does. But just one more thing before before I leave, there's this book called A Way of the Shepherd. It's written by Dr. Kevin Lehman and Bill Pentak. I should have uh, given Jesse a link, but just an amazing book. It talks about the seven secrets to managing productive people. And in one of those chapters that really hit home with me, it talked about, you know, discovering the shape of your sheep. So when you think about a shepherd is someone that leads a bunch of sheep and they all are in one direction, right? And you have to figure that out on the job site. You have to be the person or your team needs to be the people that, that lead everybody. And you have to be the shepherd, right? It's not someone that's domineering. It's someone that knows how to, guide their flock. And it talked about this model. It's called, it's like shape. It's an acronym. The S stands for strength. The H stands for heart. The A stands for attitude. The P stands for personality and E for experiences. And so I'm just going to take that with me as I continue to grow in my career. But if you've never read this book, The Way of the Shepherd, I would highly recommend it and use that shape model. Learn someone's strength, learn someone's heart, learn someone's attitude, their personality, their experience, you're really going to do well leading people in, in our construction industry. So Mr. Adams said, what do I do when no one listens to my message, but when my superior says the same thing, it works? Mm, that's a great question. I love that. So for me, I would challenge yourself to go have a one-on-one conversation and figure out who that person is. Like, a lot of times when someone is that doesn't hear your message, it's because you haven't got to know them. I haven't spent time wanting to understand or even care about that person. And, you know, I have a story about this. I'm, I don't know if I have the time to share it, but, you know, I just expected everyone to, to know who I was when I came on to my first job site. And I was telling every people what they did wrong. You know, and I'm the fresh college graduate and these tradesmen have been in the industry for so long. They're like, who is this guy? I don't I don't care. But once I figured out that I need to learn who that foreman was, Man, you have to be willing to take that step and just be vulnerable and understand and go up to that foreman and say, man, 
I know I don't have the experience that you do. I'm hoping that you're going to be able to teach me that as as we come on this journey on this job site. But what can I do to better serve you and understand you? How can I help you get better? If you go do that to a foreman for a trade partner, trade partner, he's going to be willing to do anything for you.